amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Quantum Guide Show, where you will find interesting guests and discussions about cutting-edge topics to assist you on your journey. The Quantum Guide Show is ideally suited to the newly awakened and for those who feel isolated by their newfound beliefs. The mind, body, and spirit thrive when we have a mission. And there is no greater mission than to become the change that we wish to see in the world. So hit the like button, subscribe to my YouTube, Odyssey, and Telegram channels, and share this show with your friends. So uh, sounds good. Yeah, lots of news. Thanks so much for thinking of me. I really, really yeah. appreciate it. I figured it's pretty um pertinent to what's uh, occurring right now, so it'd be definitely a good time to talk about this. It is, and it's hot. It's a hot topic. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know this information, so I think it's really important to get it out there. So anyway, sure. so so uh, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, um, I've already pre-recorded your introduction. I'm just going to start with Karen. Welcome back, and we'll get into our conversation. Okay. Karen, welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, uh, Chris. I've got some really important information to share with you and the viewers today, so I'm really excited to be on your show. And uh, I heard you uh, haven't been feeling too good. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. I think today's the last day of feeling crappy. Uh, but yeah, I'm very looking forward to getting into some of this information you're going to present here. You're in Canada, and right now there's some extremely nefarious agendas unfolding right in front of us. From forced psychiatric meds and psychotherapy to euthanization of individuals deemed mentally ill. This is straight out of every like dystopian nightmare that Hollywood has been trying to show us for years years. Uh, this is pretty crazy, and a lot of people don't realize this yet. Those with what they consider a, I believe, a divine right to rule believe that they have a right to play God and commit mass genocide. Uh, and this has gotten to a point where it's become blatantly obvious over there in Canada. And if we're not careful, it may even trickle down here to the United States if we're not diligent. But I think that Canada is a good warning for everybody, but we need to turn things around for you guys. Uh, so tell us about how all this has been developing over there since uh, since the last time we talked about the the situation out there. Well, I've got good news and I've got bad news. And the good news is really good. And I'm going to save that to the second half of the show. And the bad news is beyond bad. It's so fucked up. I can't even really believe it's happening. And um, and um, so I've made some notes so I didn't forget anything. And so basically for the bad news, I want to talk about how the unvaccinated are being classified as mentally ill. I want to talk about the euthanasia program in Canada, because it ties into that. And then I want to talk about the forced murder that has to happen in all the end of life or hospices or else they get all their funding taken away. So those are three things that are kind of loosely tied together, but I, I uh, that's the really that's bad crazy. news. But then what's happening in Canada is a splitting, 
absolute splitting. So the bad news is coming out of Ontario and the good news is coming out of Alberta. So I'm really excited to share this. So I'll just, if it's okay with you, jump right into the unvax being classified as mentally ill. So a few days ago in the province of Ontario, the um, College of Physicians and Surgeons or whoever, you know, the grand poobah for medical, the medical industry in Ontario, sent a letter to all the physicians in Ontario. And um, he basically said that from now on, all the un all their unvaccinated patients must be treated as being mentally ill with psychotherapy and pharmaceutical uh, drugs to treat this illness. So now they've classified being unvaccinated as an illness. Now it's not yet mandated, but you know- Right, now I want to clear, clarify that. This is just a suggestion put forward by these douchebags uh, to, 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 to try and implement this, right? Yeah, but what how they do it is they do baby steps. So they start and they push and they introduce something that's pretty outrageous and then they wait for it to settle and for the uh, population to get used to it. And then they slap on another layer. So in Ontario, it's not yet mandated, mandated but it's recommended by the highest um, regulatory body uh, in Canada and what happens is most of the doctors um, are concerned. I know this is going to sound terrible. I, I'm sure there's good doctors out there. And certainly our frontline doctors have been very proactive in getting the word out. So I'm not labeling all doctors, but a lot of doctors, let me just put it that way. They will do as they're told because they're in it for the money. They're in it for the prestige and they're in it for the identity. So the medical industry creates a strong identity base, a group base that just like a flock of sheep are gonna do what they're told. And so this is what this letter has gone out to all the physicians. Now, I've given you the links, Chris, that you may wanna post below because- Yes, I'll have all the links right there in the description to everything we'll, we'll be discussing today. So you can um, go over it as we go along. Great, great. So, um, yeah, because it's pretty unbelievable. It's pretty unbelievable. So yeah. then about the same time, what they've been working on is a program called MADE, which is the Canadian Euthanasia Program. And it started off, this is how they do it. They they started now, off. Now, hold on. What does MADE uh, stand for? Do, do, do you know uh, what the acronyms for this? Assisted, medically Assisted Something Death. Okay. Yeah, medically assisted. I can't remember what the I is. Uh, I'm gonna try and look it up while you while you talk about it. Yeah, and the last the D is death. Okay, medically assisted death. So they first brought it in for patients that were terminally ill or living in unbelievable suffering circumstances, and it was seen as a good thing that people would have a choice. So suicide is no longer against the law. Well, I don't know if it is or it isn't, but basically to replace suicide, they now had the medical assisted um, death system, and it's all paid for by the uh, federal government. And then, then they added just recently poor people and people who are uh, living in like homeless people or mm. people who are depressed but up until now, just to point, let you guys know it stands for uh medical assistance in dying yeah jesus okay oh anyway so um so then what they did was they included 
people who were poor, people who had mental illness issues, people who were homeless. And one of the links below is actually an interview uh, on Rebel News where they talked to a guy who, who applied for the MAID program because the uh, housing, the subsidized housing unit he was living in was sold and he would have nowhere to live. And he was a chronic uh, and acute pain sufferer and he just couldn't see himself living on the streets. He just couldn't. And there's just such a housing shortage for low-income people in Canada. It's un believable. I mean, our homeless situation is very similar to California and other parts in the States, you know, except they don't allow tent cities and stuff. They tear them all down and tell everyone to move on. So, um, so there's that. So what they did was they, you require, you were required to have a 10 day cooling off period and you needed two doctors visit, uh, two doctors signatures to be able to do that. So as if that wasn't horrendous enough, now they bring in this, uh, it's not legislated, but it's certainly recommended. And as we found out during the pandemic, um, um, you know, a lot of this stuff that's mandated is nonsense. And it can have a, a really far-reaching effect on everybody's health in a negative way. So now what they've done is they've said, okay, you know, if you're, um, we highly recommend that you, you know, you get, you treat your patients as being mentally ill, seriously mentally ill, put them on medication, put them, give it, get them psychotherapy. And, and then now that they're classified as mentally ill, they now qualify for the MAID program, which is the euthanasia program. Well, now they've changed the laws, so there's no cooling off period. If you're having a really bad day, and who out there hasn't had a bad day where you've gone I don't want to live here anymore I just don't want to live here anymore right yeah they can go in and instantly now be disposed of so that's what's happening right now and again the link to that will, will be below and um so when someone's designated as mentally ill um you know they just reading my notes here they have no wait time. It's all paid for by the government. And when people are really scared, it's actually a, a pretty normal thing to consider suicide. That's considered a healthy thing when you're thinking about your options. And um, so um, now people can just go in and get it done quick. And uh, before they even really have time to think about it or consult with anybody. And so that's that's the other part of the really bad news well so if you step back and, and look at just those two parts first of all they are trying to get people who are not compliant with the experimentation with the jabs who actually uh don't want to to be poisoned and they are actually questioning authority in a way that's very healthy uh they're going to be deemed mentally ill and then that opens the door for the government to come along and kill them if they feel like it, basically, right? Well, yes. And now they've, they've got some kind of mechanism in the pills that has a feedback system so they can know if you're taking your psychiatric meds or not. So if you're refusing to take your meds, they, they will know about it. I don't have the link to that below, but it's pretty easy to find on the Internet. Um, I've heard about this, yeah. And, yeah, so there's there's there there's that too. So you have doctors that uh, are willing to break away from the group, and they're proactive, and they're educating people, and they're fantastic. But the far majority of uh, physicians are going to do what they're told, and the people that go to see them and follow their advice are going to do what they're told because that's just the way it goes. This whole illusion of the medical industry being for our health—it's not. It's a symptom management program. That's all it is. And it's all run um, by people who, who, who make billions and billions. I, I mean, just Google how many billions of dollars and did the pharmaceutical industry make over the three years of the pandemic? Like, it's unbelievable, Chris. You probably already know all of this. And then the third part to this is... Um, 
the hospices and the end of care facilities where people who are terminally ill or don't have long to live, I guess that's the same thing, can mm -hmm. go and have some loving care and be taken care of. And they end up out, they live out the end of their life in a loving and kind uh, environment where they can have their family with them. Well, um, a couple of years ago, they started um, a new law where these facilities have to kill the, the people that are in them. So if you come in and you've got, you know, terminal cancer and you've only got a month to live, too bad. You have to give them the drugs that kill them. And if you don't do that, you get your property and your business taken away from you. And very famous case was in Ladner, British Columbia, which is in the lower mainland. There was a hospice there um, near the hospital in Ladner, which is South Delta, in the air region of South Delta. And they refused to give the um, murder drugs to the hospice and end of life patients. And they got their building and their business and everything taken away from them. So now when your loved ones go into hospice, it's now a kill them quick and get them out of that bed and get another one in. And so Canada has, has been actually doing something like this, just using drugs to kill people in hospice. Yes. This started about three years ago, Chris. Okay. Jeez. So what happens is everything is incrementally ratched up, um, you know, to basically kill us 66 years old. They want me dead. You know, it's not, um, not fun being an older person or a terminally ill person in Canada at this point. Everybody wants you dead. And uh, it's kind of like, holy shit, you know, um, what don't I have something to say about that? Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Right. This is crazy. And when you say that they're using murder drugs or drugs to, to kill people, do you have any idea what, what they're using to do this? And is it a long drawn out process? Is it something quick? I mean, not that it matters. They're still fucking killing people, but you know. Oh no, it's what quick. Do you know about I that? can't remember the name of the drug. I'm sure a lot of your viewers would know the name of the drug. You can Google it. You can look it mm. up. I'm not a medical expert. I don't, you know, know a lot about those things. So I don't know the name of it, but it's a right. drug that kills them quick. So they take, they give them the pills or the IV and they're gone very quickly. Thank God. Uh, if, you know, if you're going to be murdered, it better to be murdered uh, quickly and painlessly. So the government considers and this these, a very, very these individuals have no say, even if they're, you know, moderately lucid or not what you'd consider, you know, mentally insane or mentally uh, un unable to make decisions for themselves. If the government says that they're unable to make decisions, they can still just kill them. Yeah. Yeah. People need to understand that human beings are considered livestock. We're all considered livestock. And when you start doing the, the, the research and going down the rabbit holes and looking at the whole what's behind our social insurance number or in the States, you call it a social security number. If you take a look at all of that, we're livestock. And right now they're culling us. And so, um, you know, people like me who um, I have no use for the pharmaceutical industry because it's caused me tremendous harm and disability from following my doctor's orders. I mean, I'm not going to get into it because it's beyond the scope of this podcast, but so I don't I've, do. I've heard it so many times medicine. and I've experienced it myself. So I know what you mean. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm actually afraid, but more than that, I'm resolute to maintain my personal sovereignty, to stay as well as I can, and to be a blessing on this planet to the best of my ability. That's what I want to do. And my government wants me dead. 
Now, mm. if you have any more questions about this, Chris, please ask them now because I really want to get into the good news. Yeah, I do. I just a couple more. What do you see as a reaction from from people in Ontario or your own communities or or anything? Have you gotten any sense of how people are are reacting to this? They're in shock. At this point, they're in shock. And they, I don't know what they're going to do, but they're in shock. So right now, everyone's a bit of a stunned bunny. Well, it's it seems like a Canada, Canadians have been in a little bit of too much shock for too long. Um, I don't understand why people are still allowing this in any way. I mean, I understand that they are, Canadians have been disarmed. But this is this is your livelihood at stake. And, you know, we need to we need to figure something out very quickly before this is allowed to go any further. And I'm hoping that there are people that are in high levels out there that have the power to make change will actually make a stand to do something. And I think that's what that could lead us into some of the good news that you have. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um <clears throat> to tell you the good news, we need to go back to the trucker, uh, the trucker uh, movement and what happened in Ottawa. So the truckers before that, being mostly blue collar workers, believed that the government actually had our best interests at heart. And if they all went to Ottawa and made a stand together, that they would be treated with respect, they'd be heard. And uh, they took their families. It cost them a lot of money and gas and everything to go and do that. And they just um, are now concluding um, an, um, kind of an inquest or um, looking into how all that went down. And that's, again, beyond the scope of this conversation. But you need to kind of uh, understand the trail of how what's happening now has come about. And so what happened is uh, the, our prime minister got up and told absolute lies about the truckers, uh, told lies about everything. It's all come out in the inquiry. It was all bullshit. It was all just Justin Trudeau and his government making shit up and people believing it because it's on the news and um, it's all been fabricated. None of it is true. None of it is real. So um, what ended up happening, it was almost a year ago, it was in February that this happened, and they brutalized the truckers. The truckers realized that they would not be taken seriously, that they would just be punished and brutalized if they did anything, and they had to go to a completely different way of handling the situation. So they left Ottawa and all the different groups, you know, and coots and different places where they were, which were all not, they weren't linked up uh, and organized. They just sort of all happened. And all of those people went home and went, oh, my God, we had no idea that our government was this deceitful and dead serious about their objectives. They're not going to listen to us. What are we going to do? And they went into conversations, private conversations. So it looked like the trucker um, convoy thing just died and, and went away, but it didn't. What happened is they were meeting and they were making plans big time um, on how to respond. And so this is such good news. Now, I want to clarify by saying, first of all, that I am not aligned with any political party. At this point in time, I don't trust religion. I don't trust politics. I don't trust uh, so-called medicine. I don't trust any of it because of the way we've been treated and the bullshit they've been pulling off for years. So I don't want you to think that I'm all pro um, the what they call the libertine conservative party. I'm not pro any party. But what happened is these truck drivers got together and I don't know the exact details, but um, Jason Kenney, the premier of Alberta, ended up stepping down and a woman who had an, an incredibly intelligent woman who's very aware of what's going on in the world, what's going on in Canada, and she's not connected to the Freedom Convoy, but she listened and she ended up somehow, no one thought she would, 
becoming the new premier of Alberta. And I want everybody to go and watch um, her interview with Jordan Peterson. And you've got the link for that. I just gave that to you this morning, mm -hmm. Chris. It's, a, it's, a, it's an hour and a half, but it's absolutely will blow your mind what this woman is doing. So she set the precedent. And so what she's doing is she, by the end of 2022, she's going to have, and her lawyers and constitutional lawyers and all of them are going to have their own legal documents that's going to force the federal government to stay in its own lane. So much like what you're experiencing in the states, um, Chris, as it used to be, each state was autonomous, had sovereignty and could make rules and could make decisions. But then the Fed started pushing in and pushing in and uh, making the rules and taking away that um, sovereignty because they have a globalist agenda where they want the whole country to be run federally and then that be a part of Klaus Anal Schwab's wet dream of the future. Pardon me for being offensive, but I don't know any other way to be honest. No, that's okay. a, that's the only way to, to pronounce that dude's name. So yeah. <laughs> it's the best way, at least. Yeah, I mean, who the fuck voted for him? But you see, they <laughs> don't see us as people. They see their own small group as people, and we're livestock. And they think they're doing what uh, livestock, what needs to be done with their livestock. And the other thing is they have, because they're psychopaths, they have this illusion that the ends justifies the means so they've mm. created this wet dream reality of the future for themselves where they're going to have identity and power and money and but to get there they got to call the herd and so they're all willing to do that because they're a bunch of fucking psychopaths they have no empathy they have no compassion and they have no true spirituality they have no sovereignty they have nothing they have nothing but lies and bullshit so yeah. anyway, Daniel Smith is the new premier of Alberta, and she has promised us, I, I, I'm taking her at her word, I'm hoping she's she's telling the truth. Um, mm. Everyone should see that interview, though, with Jordan Peterson. It's incredible. And she's setting the standard. She's setting the standard for other provinces, other states and other groups around the world to follow the same brave a way of doing things. So um, so the first thing she's done is by the end of this year, Alberta will be a sovereign province. Uh, the federal government cannot come in and say, you have to have these mandates, you have to have the jab, you have to have the mask. All of that is going to be gone. And she's, she knows it's all bullshit. Plus, she's come right out and said, I don't want anything to do with the, the new world order. I want nothing to do with the G20. I want nothing. No, we didn't vote for them. That is not how Canadians, um, you know, want to be ruled. We basically want to be sovereign. We want to be sovereign, responsible citizens within a responsible province, which is a function, has a functional relationship with other provinces. And so that's the first thing she did and is still doing. And then what else? I got notes here because it's a whole. Oh, yeah. She fired the whole Alberta Health Services, the management, mm. fired them all, starting wow. fresh, finding out what people need, uh, you know, how they want to care for their health. And she's bringing all that in. It's um, a good start. Yeah, she's uh, they're going to ignore any mandate or uh, directive from the federal government that goes against our best interests as Alberta citizens. So that means when the government says you have to reduce your um, fertilizer, you can't fertilize your, your crops, you can't grow food, um, you know, you have to cut it by 50% or whatever. She's just basically going, fuck you. You know, that is not in our best interest. We need food. We need fuel. We need things to survive. This is absolute bullshit. And she's standing up gracefully, kindly, and accurately. Then, um, uh, let's see, what else? She's, oh yeah. So that's the other thing, is the federal government requires a certain amount of money to get paid to them from the province of Alberta that's based on a roaring economy of oil and gas. 
but they've banned all the oil and gas, the pipelines, they can't take, Alberta's the fourth largest uh, producer of oil and gas in the world. And they're preventing uh, the Alberta um, um, industries from taking their products to market. And that's got to stop. She's stopping that right away. So basically what she's done is she's not only stopped their uh, cap on things, but she's also very aware of the environmental issues. And so what they've done is put together a plan where they can produce oil and gas and other things that are needed uh, for industries, but she's doing it in a way that is harmonious with the First Nations and their desires, harmonious with what's good for the, for the planet, what's good for the province, what's good for the animals, all of that's being taken into consideration. So we're not having a woke extreme green and we're not having a conservative oil and gas at any cost. It's somewhere in the middle and she's forging this new way that we can have our economies and our jobs. And she believes, she calls herself a libertarian conservative. What she believes is strong, healthy families with good jobs that make good money are and healthy, form healthy communities. Those communities create a healthy environment. There's enough money and resources for everybody. And those who benefit financially the most pay back into the system so that we have all the care and all our needs met within Alberta. So, I mean, this has just blew my mind, absolutely blew my mind. I've seen a few of her interviews and I'm just totally amazed at the courage of this woman. Well, now it gets even better, Chris. Her and her uh, government have made alliances with Saskatchewan and Manitoba. So those are the three, mm. uh, what we call the prairie provinces, Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba. And they're following suit. And we're all building, they're building a coalition. So now the products can be um, mined with a, a, a more ecologically better footprint. They're reducing emissions, all those things. And they're going to build some kind of a system where they can get it to Manitoba, which is under the one of the, uh, the Hudson's Bay. And they can actually put in a port so that they can then export their products, which means food fuel, all the things that people in Europe are going to need, people in the States are going to need. So we're going to have this three-province coalition thriving amongst the bullshit. But more mm -hmm. than that, they're providing a template for other systems on planet Earth to follow suit or make something similar or something that might be different, but along the same lines. And so this is happening very rapidly in Canada. Many of us have now discovered that the world is not what we thought it was, and global events have left many feeling unsettled and even isolated. Karen Holton offers vital services that may be just what you need as she supports your journey into the weird and wonderful. Karen offers awakening support and ascension consultation to support individuals on their journey. For more details, check out her various vital services. Once you find your way through this process, there are many blessings on the other side. Visit Karen's website, KarenHoltonHealthCoach.com, to get started today. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now I'm still, so basically you see Ontario as being, you know, um, the basically a big bully to the citizens. But then in, in Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba, we're now seeing um, a way, a way that we can do this. And so this is what's happened as a result of the trucker convoy, because these people understand industry. They understand, you know, that you can't, all the plastics are made from oil and gas. All the medical supplies are made from oil and gas, you know, um, everything around us, like how are you going to get rid of that? The other thing is she brings out very openly how this electric system with wind turbines and solar panels and such and electric cars is all lies. It's all based on oil and gas and yeah. people don't realize that. I'll just shut up for a minute in case you want to say no. something. Sorry, I'm all, uh, I'm I just all fired want... up here. No, that's great. I, I want to know if you believe that we're going to see a mass exodus from Ontario, like to Alberta and these other provinces because of this. Oh, absolutely. And the other thing, too, is all the people who are immigrating to Canada, what they thousands and thousands of people, what they were doing is trying to get them sort of brainwashed into supporting the liberal government, Justin Trudeau, because he let them into their country and he's given them some options. And they're all going, fuck that bozo. You know, we want to be part of the real community. Canada is about multicultural. It's about different ways of being and life. Loving. It's about so many uh, freedom oriented things. I absolutely could see. I not only could see an immigration to the prairie provinces, but I also because there's going to be the jobs, there's going to be the money, there's going to be everything that people need that they're not getting in the other provinces. But there might and I am no expert. So please don't uh, take this too literally, but there may even be a separation within Canada, and there may even be a grouping with some of the northern United States that border along Alberta and uh, Saskatchewan and Manitoba. So there's some amazing, wonderful things. And the other thing I really like about Danielle Smith is she just will go on podcasts and talk to people. She recognizes that the legacy media has been bought and paid for and she's not using them because she knows so here she is um very open about being aware of all these things i've never seen that in a premier or a politician ever ever in my life and i'm 66 years old for the first time i'm not afraid uh to speak my mind and to be more open um, I'm, I'm just hoping she has some protection behind her going like this well that's the thing i know this sounds gross but i was thinking it was a joke i wouldn't really do it but i was thinking we need t-shirts that say danielle smith didn't epstein herself because <laughs> yeah, um right yeah it's true she's she's not just rocking the boat she's doing it in a most effective way and she has so many allies chris and and um and i just have a lot of hope a lot of hope for the prairie provinces in canada and the other thing, too, I want to say is she wants to reclaim the sovereignty of Alberta and the Prairie Provinces, um, and they're following suit. And she also is restructuring the whole political system so that it works for people and industry so that it's something we can truly rely on. And she's brave and got the biggest balls I have ever seen on a woman that she's doing this. And she's doing it in a very kind and very honest and uh, wonderful way. And um, I'm just thrilled to bits. So although I feel uh, very much for, you know, my brothers and sisters and fellow Canadians in Ontario, I gotta say, um, <clears throat> you guys follow suit, follow suit. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be what Klaus Emil Schwab in his wet dream. We don't have to have any part of that. We can just say no and go to where it's good. And and so that means the politicians in three of our provinces, this, this is where all the industry is, all the food, everything. And we can live quite well without the rest of Canada 
although we're hoping the rest of Canada will follow suit. So yeah, lots happening, Chris. I don't know mm. exactly where it's going to go. I, it hasn't exactly renewed my faith in politics. I'm kind of like waiting and going to wait, see, see how it goes, yeah. see if she's the real deal and hope to God she does, you know, that she's protected. But the whole Freedom Convoy woke people up to see that mm. they need to protect themselves, right? Right. No, that's 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 excellent. And I'm so happy to hear that someone is finally doing something, especially in Canada, the place that it's needed most. Uh, one of the most encouraging things I do see on a large scale is the realization that authority is the enemy, that the Fed is the enemy. You know, not so much authority on a local level. I mean, we can make a change on local levels, but on a federal level and on a on a grander scale on this uh, world economic scale on this global scale they are they have this belief that they have a divine right to rule and that they have a right to call the population if needed that they can just kill anyone they feel like they are literally playing god right now and in, what they're all what they're doing is all based off of what covid right uh, COVID was supposed to be this massive ooga booga pandemic that was going to kill everybody. So we had to introduce the vaccine in order to stop that. Well, let me tell you my COVID story. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I had COVID the past few days and I, I did a roundabout test. I'm not about to go stick those things in, in none of that shit in my mouth, but what I believe the source came from, I had close contact with that person and he would, uh, unfortunately went get a test, a COVID test. He tested positive. So I figured, yeah, that's probably what I got. Well, it's it, my experience with it was, you know, I have a, a very good immune system. Um, I can see for, uh, for those that are maybe elderly or have a really bad immune system, how it could be kind of bad for them. But Literally, it was 24 hours of a dry cough and some aches and pains. And it, like, uh, you know, it's nothing I want to go get an experimental injection over for sure. So this whole thing is based off of a cold, basically, um, that they're they're trying to dupe people into getting this basically depopulation drug. It's it's. Honestly, I believe it is is for sterilization, one, and it is to cull a large percentage of the population, which it already has. It's already been reported. Millions of people have indeed died from this injection so far. So, you know, the, you, <laughs> you can't deny it anymore, and people are starting to see this finally, and it's a great thing. It really is. And, you know, in Canada, they've even dropped the whole COVID thing um, in Ontario again. Um, they're trying to force all children and all students to wear masks, not just any mask. They have to be N95 masks, which are quite a challenge to breathe through, cause all kinds of health problems. But they're saying they're going to do it indefinitely because of the flu so now they've switched back so they re they re uh named the flu and colds covid and now they switch back to colds and flu but they're mm -hmm. keeping you know that that uh the masking which is very very detrimental to the health of everybody but also for children who need the oxygen you know who who their little brains need the oxygen and yeah I've noticed lately, I don't know if you've noticed this in Canada, here in the States, we've had a ridiculous amount of seemingly new commercials about different types of vaccines, vaccines for your flu, pneumococcal pneumonia. It's like, oh, I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia, so I'm going to get this vaccine just in case I get it. And they're introducing all these new types of for like, I got a wart, so I need to go get vaccinated for this. I got some pimples on my back. I need to go get a vaccine. Like more and more coming out every day, and they're just trying to push whatever kind of poison that's going to make you overall a sick person and that's the yeah. overall idea and that's the only thing i can see why they're trying to push so many vaccines on people right now and it's not just covid anymore yeah well it's because it makes money it makes money for the rich and powerful that's course, all yeah. it is and, and it keeps us in a perpetual state of illness so we keep going yes. back 
Exactly. And it's we're the expendable crew members. So if we die en route, great. They're all happy about that because they think they own the planet. They literally are that crazy and that insane. I wanted to say something else, too. I'm 66 years old. I have a few health issues. Um, um, I've, I've lost some organs, you know, my gallbladder and also uh, my spleen due to medical negligence. And um, I also have um, kind of compromised lungs. I get bronchitis every time I get sick. But anyway, I ended up with it last month and I could tell that's what it was because I couldn't taste anything and I couldn't smell anything, which is really unusual for me. Anyway, I ended up being sick for uh, maybe three days and I only had one night where I was really uncomfortable and had a lot of mucus. Um, After about three days, I felt great, went back to my normal routine. And then about a week later, I ended up getting bronchitis, which is really common for me. But I had like three, four days of it, and I was all better. And I haven't had, you know, any of the jabs. um, And I won't, I won't. And if it means them hauling me off to a concentration camp, and trying to force (laughs) me into it, I'm not doing it. I'd rather die. I know that sounds quaint, but, um, well, you know, I can tell I, you my immune system did its job and so does yours. And so will yeah. everyone else's that still have a, a valid immune system. The other thing I wanted to mention is all the people I know who have followed the jab protocols as their doctors and their medical industry has recommended. They're all sick all the time. So they're going through this at least once a month where I am not. Um, The other thing is um, my long-term COVID is another thing like that. People are getting jabbed and boosted. They're getting long-term COVID symptoms for some reason. No, they're getting the side effects of the jab. And so my daughter's, my daughter's nanny, she got blood clots in her brain and was very, very ill and unable to um, to be a nanny. Um, my uh, son-in-law's father is in the hospital with all kinds of complications and side effects from that. We also um, got sudden death starting... syndrome creeping up on people. That's a new one. Yeah, he won't be getting out of the hospital. He'll he'll be dying in there. And, oh, uh, and so there's all that happening. Um, there's other people we know who are having huge huge cancer resurgence in cancer after following those protocols so i'm not a medical expert i can't say it caused this or that and i'm not going to but i'm just saying look at the coinky dink there's a huge coincidence here that all these people who were doing fine before are no longer doing fine anymore and um, so we're seeing it in our families now we're seeing it everywhere and um except hopefully if danielle smith um, gets to do what she wants to do, you know, we will have a much more sensible healthcare system, you know, in Alberta, I'm hoping. Uh, I got sun yeah. shining on my face, but I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, no, no worries. Uh, now, I I don't know how your um, entertainment business or what's equivalent to like Hollywood out there, but over here in the States, uh, it seems to be a major failure that keeps sinking deeper and deeper into uh, debt and crap that they're producing. Uh, it's not about producing quality entertainment anymore. It's not about even making money for Hollywood anymore, which is very strange. It's just about putting forward woke agendas and putting this into the consciousness of the people, uh, politically correct agendas, uh, super wokeness, transhuman agendas, all this stuff that they keep trying to feed us has caused a backlash and people don't want it and they're not watching it and they're not, they're not participating in it. Uh, They did like this Netflix study where, you know, in, after a certain amount of minutes in a lot of the more woke television programs and movies, people are just shutting them off and not watching it anymore, especially if they're going along with some of these uh, agendas that people aren't ready for sexualization of children, uh, transhuman agendas, um, occult agendas, things like that, that they're, they're blatantly trying to force upon us. People don't want it anymore, so it's causing uh, a major failure on their end, and I'm wondering how it looks over there in Canada when it comes to entertainment. 
Well, I'm probably not the best person to ask, Chris, because I haven't watched uh, mainstream uh, TV for years. Good for uh, you. I just, I just find that it irritates me, and the commercials irritate me. And, uh, um, but I do, I, I agree with you. And so, um, even on Netflix, it's hard for me to find anything I want to watch. And so I've um, been watching um, Amazon lately, but there's some shows that although on the one hand, it looks like they're promoting the transhuman agenda. On the other hand, it's showing all the problems. For instance, there's a movie called, or not a movie, a series called Peripheral. And Peripheral is kind of a space, um, you know, a science fiction future where um, in the future, they're able to devise the technology so that uh, people can have the, um, uh, what do you call it, where they put on the headset, but instead VR, of it being yeah. VR, it, it actually, they don't need a, a mask thing. It just all happens inside their brain. And for mm -hmm. some reason, um, um, Amazon has a lot of those kind of shows on, a lot of them, you know, two or three mm -hmm. series and some movies that show you the the shitty side of the technology so i think there I is a um i think there's a side of hollywood that is counteracting what what the woke agendas are i think there are some producers and directors out there that that are actually trying to help wake humanity up in certain ways by by producing the the better content that like you're talking about that will actually give us clues into what's going on. And I see that a lot. There is this kind of counteractive type of entertainment thing going on, which is probably the only shows I'd be watching anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me, too. And it's interesting that a lot of them um, that also show like um, Ready Player One got taken off. And, you know, it's mm. it's very interesting how it's going. But <clears throat> I really uh, want to recommend the viewers to check out the links in the description and don't believe me, you know, do the research for yourself. And, um, you know, uh, hopefully other I think that there are just like everything, there's light and shadow, right? So I think that there are politicians who are sincere and there are ones who are totally deceivers. And so I think what's happening is all of them are coming out into the light and um, exposing who they're really, who they really are, what they're really about. And um, people can start supporting them. But I think the states, each individual state needs to reclaim its sovereignty, just like what we're doing in Canada. And the ones that don't are going to end up like Ontario. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I have. Well, I remember last time we did a show about timelines, and I think we may have actually collectively shifted to a different timeline uh, in the middle of this whole COVID situation. I think enough people woke up at an earlier stage to change the course of where we're headed collectively, and I think it's actually been so effective that we're we're actually able to notice it physically in our reality now. What do you think about that? Oh, I agree. Like this whole thing with uh, with Dan Danielle Smith, I never dreamed in a million years that that would happen here in in Alberta, and it has. There's been a huge shift, a huge shift that I can't even explain. Uh, you know, so I think you're right, and and I I also think that her um her politics are going to be contagious. And I actually can easily see ways that we can all uh, form a new normal that, that is of our choosing, which allows us to have personal sovereignty, uh, provincial or state sovereignty. You know, we don't have to do what Klaus Anal Schwab wants. We don't have to participate with his wet dream. And so the thing is, though, is they're not going to give up and they're not going to quit and they've got tricks up their sleeves so i don't think it'll be necessarily super smooth sailing but i do think we're on a new a new positive timeline and um so it's time to move out of fear because we've all been bullied in into fear and to start thinking about what we want what is it that we really want and let your elected officials know what you want and if they won't listen to you then bring in someone who will. 
And I also think there's an unseen force that's working in our favor, a force that does care about us, who does care about our sovereignty, does care about, you know, uh, how we are. I know I've, I've changed timelines. So I know there's forces that help us, um, you know, in these dark times. And so there, you know, we don't want to discount that either. I'm not talking about any particular religion, but, um, you know, I think, I think there is help and I think there is support anyway. I'm just really still shocked to find out about, uh, Daniel Smith, but I'm not, I'm not completely relaxed going, Oh, phew, I don't have to worry about mask mandates or getting killed off. Cause I'm 66 years old. I, I'm not breathing a sigh of relief yet because I, I need, a, I need more, uh, to base my trust and my faith on, I guess. Mm. Uh, in Canada, do you think that local level voting or in our elections could possibly benefit in any way? Um, up until now, no, because I believe the voting system is fixed. Like, for instance, um, the last time there was an election and Justin Trudeau, he announced winning before they counted the votes. So in my district, they hand counted the votes so they wouldn't be done until the day after. But he announced that night. So we know there's trickery and douchebaggery afoot. And so I don't think voting is enough. I think uh, a combination of becoming the change we want to see in the world, but also making contact with officials and bringing in new officials who are going to listen to us. And we'll just ignore what doesn't work, ignore what we don't align with. And I think that is probably the best thing we could do. But as for elections, no, I just think it's all part of the show, to be honest. Mm. That's my opinion. Right. Well, I'd like to hope that here in the States, we can make somewhat of a difference with local elections. Um, I, I believe that very good things have happened here in the States from um voting on the right candidate in, on local levels, but it doesn't really last long once you get to the state level and definitely not once you get to the federal level, it's all completely fixed. But, you know, I have hope that uh, with the amount of people waking up and like you said, with people in great authority figures like the young lady that's making some changes there, that we might see more of this and maybe she'll encourage more political leaders to come out and do the same thing. And that's what I'm hoping for very much. Um, is there anything else that we need to go over about this before we close out? Anything else you have? Um, just a little bit. I want to say, and uh, please go and listen to um, talks by Deborah Tavares and other people. Uh, people got to understand that this is not necessarily a top down situation. So what happens is in municipalities, they get their marching orders from the uh, the New World Order. And so what's happened is they've infiltrated on a very small micro level, <clears throat> which is bringing these things about, um, bringing things about. And then on the top level, we have control over the media and we have more bullshit and it kind of sandwiches down and up. And so um, don't underestimate the power of going to the small uh, elected officials or even unelected officials that are in your municipality. Because what's happened is Coach Schwab has his young leaders program, but he also has the young, no, sometimes I get this wrong, the, um, the young, I think it's called movers. And I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And so what they do is they go in and they infiltrate on a municipal level. And so they're the ones that are creating all kinds of policies that are um, in line with with Klaus Schwab. But um, and then it's working its way up. But people aren't realizing it. So they're protesting the federal. They're posed. Uh, uh, protesting you know the top levels but they need to go in and challenge school boards and municipal um people um we need to hold the police accountable for the brutality and for being the hired thugs of the higher up 
So we need to do things within our small little communities to bring about change and to recognize that this infiltration is not just from on top, it's from the bottom up as well. And uh, that's probably the last thing I want to say. Um, yeah. Right well, this is uh, very, it is, it's very important information. I'm glad you were able to come on and share this with the audience today. Super important stuff, but uh, it gives us hope. You know, like you said, there are still people out there at high levels that want to make a change. And I hope that that'll encourage more to do so. Uh, Karen, this was great. Before you head out, let the audience know where they can find your show, your podcast, website, all the good stuff you got going on. Oh, thank you, Chris. Okay, so uh, some of you may or may not know I'm part of, or my shows are part of the Forbidden Knowledge Network, which has uh, just been very exciting for all of us. I have two podcasts. I have the Quantum Guide Show, where I interview people who have woke up, uh, gotten through the shock and awe, and now bring something positive to humanity. So it's uh, an encouraging show for sure. And um, <clears throat> all kinds of people from all walks of life. So it's uh, it's very good. Um, the other show I have is with my co-host, Dave Petrella, and it's called Aliens and Astrology. And we get into all kinds of topics. So on the Quantum Guide Show, I'm interviewing people. But on Aliens and Astrology, Dave and I are talking about all kinds of topics. Him from an astrology and astro theology perspective and myself as I've been influenced by my spirit guides and my extraterrestrial contact so it's pretty exciting uh our our, our new show it's fairly new we're going to start our second season in January and I'm going to have the 100th episode for the quantum guide show also in the first week oh. of January so I'm really excited about that you can go to my website www KarenHoltonHealthCoach.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-H-O-L-T-O-N, HealthCoach.com. Everything is there, my mission, what I'm about. <clears throat> if you want to help me out with my work, you can visit my shop. I've got all kinds of uh, products, um, um, off-the-wall products like organ generators. And I also have services for people who aren't finding the support they need through mainstream services. So if you're newly awakened or you're awakening and you're kind of freaked out by all the rabbit holes, or if you're interested in your own natural healing abilities, all kinds of things, you can check out my website. And I also have a free program called the Quantum Health Transformation. It's over 20 videos. And it's absolutely free and it will help you to de, um, <clears throat> decompress and remove yourself from the construct if you should wish to and how to detoxify and how to have the most amazing paranormal life you never dreamed you could have. So it's all available on my website and my YouTube channel, my Odyssey and my Telegram is all Karen Holton TV. So I should be easy to find. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Chris. Really appreciate it. And I hope you're feeling back to 100% before we know it. And um, yeah. yeah, and thank you to all the viewers, because without you, we wouldn't have shows. So I really appreciate our subscribers and even the people that just like or comment. It's wonderful. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, yes. So grateful for the audience. Thank you so much. And Karen, this was wonderful, and we'll definitely do it again soon. Until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. We'll talk again tomorrow. See you all there. Thank you for joining us on the Quantum Guide Show. Become the change that you wish to see in the world. Subscribe to my YouTube, Odyssey, and Telegram channels. Like this video and share it with your friends. You can also find The Quantum Guide Show and my other podcast called Aliens and Astrology on the Forbidden Knowledge News Network. That's www.forbiddenknowledge.news. And while you're at it, check out my website, www.karenboltonhealthcoach.com. Dot com.
where you will find some amazing products and services and an abundance of free resources to help you with your journey. All of the links are in the description below. And in the meantime, until we see you next week, keep up the good work. All my inner strife to rest For time gives birth to hurriedness It all makes sense well more or less And the sages put me to their test With heart and soul I do my best To find the answers to my quest I wonder and I must confess I don't know It's all an illusion when I'm willing to play. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.